Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am back in the Boomerang Tavern. As I, as I said before, my character did skip breakfast, and so now has room to buy more food and drink. No, I can't have the, I can't have the Rose Tacker back again, because those things are, well, there's only so many of them. So instead, I'm going to order steamed maroon and vegetables. Ah, so last time I learned a maroon was a type of crayfish. The steamed maroon, a speciality only found at the Boomerang Tavern, arrives on a wooden platter atop a generous helping of fresh vegetables, also steamed, as you're digging into the delicious, fortifying meal. Lithway ask if you'll care for something to drink to go along with your fjord. I'll have some Palo. Somewhat famous in the region for its spiced Palo. The Boomerang Tavern offers several variations of the hot, brewed, stimulating beverage. A drop of honey in it? Ask Alafri. Agree to a drop of honey. Balafri nods and then asks if you'd like to have the tavern's proprietary spice blend, commonly referred to as dragon bud, added to the palo. The fine reddish powder adds an extra bite to any palo onto which is it splintered. Sprinkled. Okay, I'll have it. Alafri nods and hurries away, returning a few moments later with a steaming mug of palo containing a drop of honey and steamed. And sprink drop of honey and sprinkled with amina. She sets the mug down before you and playfully warns you that it's dangerously hot before turning to tend to the tavern's hungry and often impatient patrons. Toss Alefri some gold. Appreciative of Alefri's di diligence despite her grueling, despite the grueling and seemingly endless nature of her toil, you snare her attention and toss her some gold. Could toss her one gold? Five gold, ten gold, or twenty-five gold. Twenty-five gold! Alephra's eyes widen and she flashes you a broad grin as she accepts the coins and slips them into her belt pouch. Well, that makes it worth the while, she says, winking. Thank you. Then the harried server moves off to tend to the ever-ending demands of the tavern's patrons. After finishing your food and drink, you rise from your table. Slowly make your way across the crowded, noisy common room. Okay, order the stew. The stew comprises of a mix of rabbit, venison, and a salty vegetable potato mass is both delicious and extremely fortifying. If only just taking your first bite, well, after we ask if you'll care for something to drink, along 
go along the food. Uh, house ale. The house ale, which is brewed in the region and, gent and gently spiced upon its arrival at the tavern, is thick, flavourful and strong. Exceptionally filling, it proves to be no small task to finish off the entire frothing flagon, the Boomerang's signature beverage. After finishing your food and drink, you rise from the table and slowly make your way across the crowded, noisy common room. For food and drink, the fire blackened drum fish. That's two gold. The fire blackened drum fish, caught and prepared daily, is indeed blackened. A thick charred shell encases the edible portion of the cooked fish making it a small challenge to work your way in for the first bite. Just as you're about to set into your meal, Lefrey asks if you'll care for something to drink. No, no, no. To finishing your meal, you rise from the table and slowly make your way across the crowded, noisy common room. Okay, I can now order something to drink. I'll have the house ale. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was the same as when I had it with the meals. Okay, now, that, take a seat by the fire. Yeah, that's the same as last time. Okay, adventures for this location. Now, let's get to the, to the proper business. Sounds from the cellar. What could be making those strange noises start the adventure? Normal scout, I'll go normal. Here we go. With your trusted light source casting its reassuring glow, you make your way down to the tavern cellar, determined to discover and deal with the source of the strange noises plaguing the boomerang. You reach the bottom of the steps and come to stand on the cellar's packed earth floor, where the glow of your dependable light source reveals the entirety of the small square chamber. On the far side of the, side of the womb, a broad doorway opens onto a wide corridor that extends into darkness. Suddenly, a sudden sharp bang of the door at the top of the stairs, slamming shut, makes you jump. Spinning around, your heart skips a beat as the mystifying scene confronts your horrified gaze. The stairs you just descended, and the door perched at the at their precarious summit are gone. In their place is a featureless stone wall. Okay, then I must go forwards, because I cannot go back. As you attempt to assess the unsettling turn of events, struggling to comprehend what has just happened. The sound of movements of somewhere behind you reaches your ears. You instinctively pivot, drawing yourself into a defensive stance as you prepare to face the unexpected. You watch with a mix of horror and revulsion as a quivering mass of black slime oozes out of the mouth of the passage and into your pool of light. Maintaining a combat-ready stance, Prepare to engage the slime as it menacingly surges towards you. It is a 
black slime. And I'm gonna fight it. The slime surges at you. Hmm. You're very lucky, slime. This isn't a no-surging zone. So instead, I'm just killing you out for self-defense. Although I am going to consider signing a petition to make this a no-surging zone. Okay, you have slain the foe. 4 XP. You step back from the shattered, oozing elements of the slime and watch as the creature's remains slowly dissolve into the packed earth floor. Suddenly, with unnerving speed, the tattered remains of the slime draw themselves into a single mass, which begins to rapidly undulate. Before you can react, the mass suddenly explodes, projecting globs of the slime's corrosive ooze throughout the room. Pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from agility. 10 from body. 20 from luck. I need to get 75 or more. Or I get slime all over me. And also, corrosion. That's bad. Pick now. 74. Failure. A large glob of the corrosive slime lands on you, burning your exposed flesh. Bad slime. Bad slime. If you weren't already dead, I'd kill you for that. Still in agony, you fling the glob to the floor where it promptly dissolves into the packed earth. Suddenly, a singe, a sinister gurgling sound in the direction of the doorway immediately draws your wary gaze. With grim determination, you watch as another oozing mass colourful slime slivers from the gloom-filled passage into the womb. Maintaining a combat-ready stance, you prepare to engage the slime as it menacingly surges towards you. It's a gurgling slime. You attack your enemy and the slime surges at you. Yes, yes, I'm really considering making this a no-surging zone. Is slain. For XP, you step back from the scattered, oozing rediments of the slime and watch as the creature's remains begin to slowly dissolve into the packed earth floor. Suddenly, with unnerving speed, the tattered remains of the slime draw themselves into a single mass which rapidly undulates. Before you can react, the mass suddenly explodes projecting globs of the slime's corrosive ooze throughout the womb. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to petition this to be a no-surging place. So, I'm going to petition it to be a no-exploding zone, where if you explode, you'll be punished by death. Oh, wait. That doesn't work. Darn it. Okay. If you prepare to explode, you'll be punished by death. By being exploded! <laughs> Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from agility, 10 for body, 20 from luck. 
75 or more to dodge this hurtful slime globs. 106 success. And with a remarkable display of agility, you twist and contort your body, narrowly dodging the flying globs of slime. The corrosive bits of ooze splat onto the wall, ceiling and floor before swiftly dissolving away. Suddenly, a sinister gurgling sound in the direction of the doorway immediately towards your beery gaze. With grim determination, you watch as another oozing mass of colourful slime slivers into the gloom-filled passage into the room. Maintaining a combat-ready stance, you prepare to engage the slime as it menacingly surges towards you. Undulating red slime. You better not explode! The slime surges me. You're thinking of exploding, aren't you? Bad slime. Bad slime. You're thinking about exploding. Don't think about exploding. Just dissolve into goo and just stay dissolved. No exploding. You've slain your foe. 4xp. You step back from the shattered, oozing remain, remnants of the slime, and watch as the creature's remains begin to slowly dissolve into the packed earth floor. Suddenly, with unnerving speed, the shattered remains of the slime draw themselves into a single mass, which rapidly begin- begins to rapidly undulate. Before you react, the mass suddenly explodes, projecting globs of the slime's corrosive ooze throughout the room. Pick a number, bonus 50, 20 agility, 10 body, 20 luck. 75 or more. Now, slime, I specifically told you not to explode. And what do you do? You explode. Very bad, slime. You're very, very bad. Now, as soon as I'm done, do- done dodging your exploded carcass, I'm going to berate you more. Pick now. 111 success. Your remarkable display of agility. You twist and contort your body, narrowly dodging the flying globs of slime. Now, you, flying glob, bad. You are bad glob. Stop exploding. The corrosive bits of ooze splat onto the wall, ceiling and floor before swiftly dissolving away. Suddenly, a sinister gurgling sound in the direction of the doorway immediately draws your wary gaze. With grim determination, you watch as another oozing mass of colourful slime slivers from the gloom-filled passage into the room. Maintaining a combat-ready stance, who prepare to engage the slime as it menacingly surges towards you. It's a quithering green slime, and it is slain. 4xp, you step back from the shattered, oozing remnants of slime, and watch as the creature's remains begin to slowly dissolve into the packed earth floor. Suddenly, with unnerving speed, the, sh- the tattered remains of the slime draw themselves into a single mass, which begins to rapidly undulate. Before you can react, the mass suddenly explodes, projecting globs of the slime's corrosive ooze throughout the well. Alright, 
bonus 50. Gonna get 75 or more. Pick now 149. Success. I dodged it by a very long way. You know, all the exploding was on the other side of the womb, and I was on one side of the womb. A remarkable display of agility. You twist and contort your body, narrowly dodging the fly flying globs of slime. Well, it wasn't that narrow. The corrosive bits of ooze splat onto the wall, ceiling, and floor before swiftly dissolving away. Suddenly, a sinister gurgling sound in the direction of the doorway immediately draws your wary gaze. With grim determination, you watch as another oozing mass of colourful slime slivers from the gloom-filled passage into the room. Maintaining a combat-ready stance, you prepare to engage the slime as it menacingly surges towards you. It's an oozing slime. The slime uh, surges at you, and there we are, 4 XP. You step back from the shattered, oozing remains of the slime, and watch as the creature's remains begin to slowly dissolve into the packed earth floor. And this one explodes, too. Bonus, pick a number, bonus 50, 75 or more, 132, success. Your remarkable display of agility, you twist and contort your body. Narrowly dodging the flying globs of slime. The corrosive bits of ooze splat onto the wall, ceiling and floor before swiftly dissolving away. Suddenly, a sinister gurgling sound in the direction of the doorway immediately draws your wary gaze. It's a whippling slime this time. What colour it is? It's colourful, but which colour it doesn't say. Maybe it's several colours at once. The slime surges at you. And you're slain. Another 4 XP. You step back from the shattered, oozing remnants of the slime. And watch as the creature's remains begin to slowly dissolve into the packed earth floor. Oh, this one explodes too. Pick a number. Bonus 50. Gotta get 75. Or more. 85 success. I have dodged that one. With grim determination, you watch as another oozing mass of colourful slime slivers on the gloom-filled passage into this womb. Maintaining a combat-ready stance, you prepare to engage the slime as it menacingly surges towards you. It's a slime. It's not. It is. A, it's not doing anything particularly interesting. Or maybe I've stopped paying attention and are now just going to bash them as they surge at me. And I bash and I bash and I bash and I bash and they are bashed for XP. It dissolves. No, wait. It explodes. Bonus 50. Got it at 75. 146 success. Suddenly, a gurgling sound in the direction of the doorway immediately towards your wary gaze. It's an oozing slime. Oh, it, it cased my arm. So there's a special there. 4XB. And it explodes. 131. That's a success. I dodge. There's another slime. Just a slime. Surges at you. How many slimes are there? 4XB. 
And this one explodes too. Past that, dodge explosion. It's a yellow slime this time. Yes, yellow slime. Hmm. What's yellow? What is yellow? Is it made of discarded custard? You know, you know, it's like you leave custard. You leave your custard in the bottom of the bowl, the bot in the fridge for too long, and then it comes to life and tries to eat you. Is presumably something that happens a lot in magical kingdoms. Yeah. You've slain your foe. 4 XP. And it explodes. Of course it explodes. They always explode. It's another slime. Yeah, the text is the same. I'm not reading it. 4 XP. 128 XP. After nearly a minute. When, no when nothing else has emerged from the doorway, you cautiously cross the room and peer along the dark passage, your keen eyes straining to detect any sign of movement within the deep gloom beyond your light. It's that moment you hear a faint pulsing hum coming from somewhere along the corridor. Warily, you make your way along the passage. Your reliable light illuminating the damp earthen floor and uneven stone walls of the wide corridor. For a dozen yards, the tunnel ends at a half-rotted wooden door that stands slightly ajar. The pulsing hum, still faint, issues from behind the cracked door. Suddenly, the soft platter of footfills moving up from behind instantly fills you with dread as you spin around. That simultaneously drawing yourself into a defensive stance. A dazzling arc of blue energy explodes through the darkness and streaks towards your chest. So I can dodge or use fortification. Fortification it is. Succeeded. 8x speed to fortification. In the blink of an eye, only a split second before the blast would have struck you, a shimmering curtain of green sparkle stretches out across the passage, effortlessly swallowing the arcing energy. As your magical shield vanishes, a leaf figure, garbled almost entirely in black, streaks past your pool of light and slips through the open door at the end of a corridor. Without a second thought, you take up pursuit. and take, take up the suit and wash up to the door, pull it open and step into the small square room. Your eyes scouring its shadowy corners for any sign of your unknown enemy. The pulsing hum you heard only moments ago suddenly returns, the soft sinister sound drawing your eyes to the far white corner of the room. There, hovering less than an inch above the floor, is a swirling black portal. Because of course there is. The thin figure in black, presumably the source of the energy attack, stands to the left of the magical gate. You shouldn't meddle in the affairs of others. Issues the ruffled voice of the woman. Her indistinct words mingle with the poem. Dro portal's droning hum. 
this was a mistake. I'm not in the right place. Without another word, the black garbed woman leaps into the portal and vanishes through the magic magical gate remains open. Rising up fills the warm. Suddenly, a dark shape begins to emerge from the portal's inky, churning core. Some sort of monster, I assume, because it usually is. You stifle a horrified gasp and take a step back as a massive blob of red slime oozes out of the portal and surges across the room. The magical gate suddenly closes, its pulsing hum replaced by the sickly, sloshing sound of the immense mound of slime. Now bearing down on you, another one? As it slivers to within striking distance, the red, undulating mass draws itself up into a towering wave before lunging down to envelop you in its deadly, corrosive gasp grip. It's a massive red slime. Yes, it's like the other ones, but bigger and redder. Surges at you. It's very, very red. And now it's very, very dead. 38 XP. The walls, floor and ceiling. The ceiling of the small room are covered with the splattered patches of red slime. As the remains of the foul ooze slowly dissolve, you allow yourself a few moments, few moments to catch your breath, before moving over to examine the corner in which the portal hovered. On the patched earth floor, in the exact spot over which the portal hovered, you discover a small, flat, iron triangle. You pick up and examine the triangle and decide to keep it on the off chance it might prove significant. I have an iron triangle. It's a conference of one. There's just something about this small iron triangle that makes you believe it may prove to be significant in some way. After making a thorough search of the west of the room, it turns up nothing of any interest. You move back along the passage to the larger chamber, wondering how you'll make your way out of the cellar. Oh yeah, that, I'm trapped down here. Hopefully that will st just somehow resolve itself. Otherwise I could try yelling really loud. That might work. Suddenly, you begin to feel lightheaded. In the blink of an eye, your surroundings melt away, leaving you disorientated as an entirely new and unsettling scene comes into focus. You're standing at the edge of a fire-ravaged plain that stretches out to reach the hazed, the haze-shrouded horizon. Behind you, a craggy, smouldering waste, waste riddled with smoking craters Extends in every direction as far as your eyes can see. Is this Zathamore? Hmm, Zathamore. I don't know if Zathamore is fire ravaged. It's very hot, but fire ravaged? Suddenly, your gaze. Well, 
Zathamore's an entire realm, so there's presumably some fire-ravaged parts in it. Suddenly, your gaze is drawn to a tall black tower that rises out of the plain. A structure you're certain wasn't there only moments ago. Hmm, objects appearing out of nowhere? Yeah, Zathorok, the time bender. Could have done that. A faint reddish aura surrounds the tower. You suddenly begin to feel lightheaded, and the ghast, and the ghastly landscape spread out before you starts to blur. As you struggle to make sense of what's happening, a low, rasping voice slips into your thoughts. You will find a way into my halls and take my crown, whispers the sinister voice. You will brave a death beyond death to claim a curse and set right an ancient realm. But not yet. You are not ready. As the voice fades, the last remnants of your surroundings swiftly melt away. You are leave to discover you're once again in the quiet, gloomy confines of the cellar. Your thoughts still racing as you attempt to make sense of what's just happened. You continue along the passage to the cellar's main chamber. You step into the cellar's wet main room and are released to find Zawabor and several others standing at the bottom of the stairs. And those stairs exist, and that's also good news. Their eyes widen as they watch you emerge from the gloom of the passage, the light from your light source flooding the chamber. Thankful that the stairs and door at the top are once again present, you make your way back up to the, ta to the tavern with the others, thankful to leave behind the damp, eerie confines of the cellar. In private conversation with Salabor, you relate to him all that transpired in the cellar, concluding with a full account of your encounter with the black-clad woman and your fight with the giant red slime. The tavern keep shakes his head in disbelief and asks if you have any idea who the woman might be. Will he tell him you do not? He nods and slaps you on the shoulder. Gregor will be upset to hear about this, he says, frowning. Slimes? Great big slimes lurking about, slinking about down there? Portals? Lightning? It's hard to fathom, but that would explain the noise. And leave many more questions in need of answers. It's lucky you were here. I'm sure to let Gregor know about your role in sorting it all out. Before heading off to tirelessly resume his endless duties, Salabor says he'd be sure to remain vigilant for any more strange noises coming from the cellar. Gregor, our landlord, can always count on me, he says, smiling. I know how he likes to have his place kept, and always do what I can to keep it just so. Listening to the tavern keeper, you wonder if he's already forgotten you were the one who went down into the cellar and took care of the issue. 
and Salabor disappears across the crowded common room. You turn and make your way through the noisy throng, content that the boomerang's problems seem, at least for now, to be over. And that finishes this adventure for 256 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Okay. Salabor greets you warmly, again thanks you for being dealt with a problem in the cellar. I know our landlord, Gregor, is grateful for all you've done, he says, keeping his voice low. And it'd be best if we didn't breathe a word of it to anyone, you know. Best to keep to keep these sort of things to ourselves, in most cases, and cry after Gregor. Salabor strokes and tell you he hasn't seen Gregor for quite some time. I expect he's tied up in some sort of adventure. Some endeavour the likes of which will make your blood run cold, he says. He returned to us safe and sound, though. Have no doubt about that. When he does, we'll have a year's, he'll have a year's worth of tales to pass around the place. Sensing that the tavern keeper wishes to return to his pressing duties, you politely take your leave of him. Okay, nothing extra by the fire. Leave the tavern. Nope, okay, I think that's, that's everything in this tavern. Hmm. Well, since I'm in Squirrel Away Bingabong, Billabong, one word to say, I'll visit it. Fed by the narrow, swift-flowing creek out of the limit hills to the north. The, the clear, placid waters of Swalloway Bingagong glitter like jewels in the mist of the fragrant glade that, that serves to conceal the refuge from all but the wariest of gazes. A stony path lined with strange but beautiful array of, of trees including plentiful red and white gums, a legion of golden wattles, and a plethora of smaller paper barks. Leads south from the pool and leads up to the foot of a majestic, towering statue. You immediately recognise the monument that honours Gregor, one of the age's most prolific, some would say illustrious, adventures. Let's approach the pool first. So, standing at the edge of the pool, regaled by the melodic chirping, chirping of unseen birds, you peer into crystal waters and are amazed at the varied abundance of life it contains. Schools of small fish dart and dive in and out of the depths, now and again scattering across the surface sending gentle ripples lapping up to the pool's edges. Dozens of sizable crayfish, commonly known as Marone, meander through the shallows on the hunt for their next morsel. Observation link on the word shallows? Several large rocks, each surrounded by a small thicket of weeds, are scattered throughout the shallows. You can go at the edge of the pool. You swiftly spot something flash 
Paul are amazed to see a particularly large crayfish emerge from the deeper water, a shiny object clutched in its white claw. As the creature scuttles into the ship, scuttles into the shadows, you clear the skirt. The glittering object is clutching. It's a silver wing. Well, I can't. I, well, I gotta try and get it. They come to acquire the wing, determined to obtain the silver wing from the Mawoon. You crouch at the edge of the pool and wait as the unsuspecting creature draws closer. When the crayfish is within arm's reach. You suddenly lunge, pick a number, bonus of 60. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck, 20 from woodmanship. Got to get 100 or more to catch, to catch the crayfish and get the wing. 106, success. You lose your footing and topple onto the roof while lunging for the crayfish managed to take hold of the slippery creature. Careful to avoid hurting the maroon, you do your best to dodge its claws. And doing your best to dodge its claws, you manage to procure the wing. Then, with gentle flare, you return the crayfish to the pool, where it promptly scurries off through the shadows. I've got an unidentified shiny silver wing. This shiny silver wing bears no markings of any kind. It's got an encumbrance of one, and it's magical. Step after stepping out the pool, you take a few moments to examine the silver wing. You discover it bears no markings of any kinds. Still pondering how the wing made its way into the pool and into the clutches of a curious crayfish. You step back from the edge of the water. Alright, now. Let's go to a safe area. Uh, Stormfield. Yeah, let's go to Stormfield. Okay, then I can have this ring I got identified. 16 XP to Arcania. It's a silver wing of one. Okay, gonna... See what that's like. Silver Wing of Brawn. One melee rating, one might. This shiny enchanted wing bears no markings of any kind. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Okay, now. Just going to. Gonna save. For are now back, back to Swilleray Bingabong, approach the monument. The awe-inspiring monument of Gregor, a statue that depicts the legendary adventure clad entirely in its distinctive, score-emblazoned, wave-flight armour, rises up before you, reaching a truly astounding height. Standing straight, his chain-clad white hand pressed down upon the pommel of his jet-black blade. The fearsome shadow of sword. Wait, is, is this... Is this statue painted? Coloured? I mean, the thing is, I don't really think of statues as being coloured. 
They're always, ima- they're always imagined to be, you know, not. You've got a bronze statue. It's it's bronze coloured. Or they usually end up with a with a green tint. And if it's a stone statue, it's stone coloured. There are other types of statues, but those are the two main ones. His left hand tucked in behind the ornate tower shield. It's gripping. The master's adventures and grave face bearing bears an expression that simultaneously suggests compassion, nobility and determined determination. His famous bow is slung over his left shoulder and, and from behind his right shoulder there protrudes the top of an arrow-filled quiver. Well-tended wall of shrubbery and several broad bands of colourful wild flowers surround the monument's base. Staring up at the impressive statue, you immediately reminded of the countless heroic tales of adventure involving Gregor. A man dozing unconquerable spirit has helped forge the destiny of the kingdom. Now this Gregor, he's a he's a he's a playable He's someone's character. And he paid a pretty penny so that the statue and the tavern would be added to the game. Examine the inscription at the base of the monument. The inscription carved along the bottom edge of one of the massive stone blocks supporting the towering statue seems to cryptically refer to a reward awaiting anyone able to scale the 150-foot monument. Whew, that's tall. Glancing up at the dizzling heights to which the statue soars, you begin to consider the very notion of such a climb to border on madness. Ooh. Ooh, boarding of madness, you say? Sign me up. Attempt to climb the monument. Climbing the square base of the monument proves relatively simple, and after only a couple of minutes, you stand at the foot of the towering statue. Staring upwards, you carefully contemplate the perilous endeavour you're about to undertake. The dangerous ascent would be just over 150 feet. Begin the climb. Single-minded of purpose, you cast aside a handful of nagging doubts and begin the daunting climb up the towering statue. Only 15 feet into the climb, you're already beginning to feel fatigued. The statue's smooth surface offers only scattered footholds and and handholds, making every movement a struggle. Pick a number. Bonus of 60. 15 for agility, 15 from body, 10 from spirit, 20 from thievery. Gotta get 60 or more or I fall down. 113 success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you draw claw your way higher, resisting 
the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. Just over 30 feet above the base, you begin to look laterally across the front of the statue. As you search for any nook or crevice that will allow you to pull yourself higher. Alright, pick a number. Bonus 60. 15 agility, 15 body, 10 spirit, 20 feathery. Got to get 65 or more, or I fall down. Pick now. 93, success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make your perilous ascent. You're almost 50 feet into the climb. A quick glance down. Something, something you swore to yourself you wouldn't do, reveals the dangerous spots, spot you're in. You're not certain you could even climb down from here. Not certain you could even climb down from here. You press on, your hands seeking their next hold as you continue your brazen ascent. Alright, pick a number. Bonus 60, probably at 70 or more. 81, success. Struggling with detaining your grip. Grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface. You claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make your perilous ascent. At 60 feet, you begin to question the wisdom of attempting to make the climb. A fall from this height would almost certainly prove fatal. Something you try to push from your mind as you struggle to ward off your growing fatigue. Ultimately, undeterred, you continue upwards. Number. Pick a number. Bonus 60. Got to get 75 or more, or I fall to my death. 157 success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. Looking up, without daring to look down, you estimate you're halfway up the monument, perhaps close to 80 feet above its base. The calculation does little to ease your mind. Hoping that your fingers hold out, you seek your next handhold while pausing to catch your breath and ease the burn in your muscles. Pick a number. Bonus. 60, got it at 75 or more. 71, failure! Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Suddenly, your heart skips a beat and a horrified gasp escapes your lips as you suddenly lose your grip and begin sliding off the statue. Bonus of 60, picking a number. Luck from 10 from luck, 20 from agility, 10 from body, 20 from thievery. Got to get 75 or more. My last chance. 82. Success. A split second before you slip off the statue. Your hands snag onto an angular outcropping, abruptly halting your slide. With great effort, you pull yourself back onto the monument, thankful to have escaped the horrifying plunge into open space. 
After taking a few moments to compose yourself, you warily resume your climb. Bonus of 60, got to get 75 or more. 145, struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make your perilous ascent. A quick upward glance reveals you're nearing the neck and shoulder region of the statue, though the observation seems to only increase your tension. Realising the odd, precipitous angles of the sculpted stone won't provide you with any safe spot in which to rest. Hmm. Well, I could at least sit on the shoulders. You press on. Cursing under your breath as your hands scours the smooth stone for its next hold. Boat picking a number. Bonus 60. Need 75 or more. 72. Failure. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Your heart skips a beat and a horrified grasp escapes your lips as you suddenly lose your grip and begin sliding off the statue. Alright, picking a number. This last chance. Same check as before. Bonus... Bonus 60, got to get 75 or more. 141, success. A split second before you slip off the statue. Your hands snag onto an angular outcropping, abruptly halting your slide. With great effort, you pull yourself back onto the monument, thankful to have escaped the horrifying plunge into open space. After taking a few moments to compose yourself, you warily resume your climb. Okay, picking a number. Bonus 60. Got to get 75 or more, or I slip. 102. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make perilous ascent. Having just surpassed what you surmise to be the 100 foot mark of your climb, you can't help but smile when you consider the action of anyone who might, this very moment, be witnessing your daring ascent. Your amusement is short-lived, however, as you promptly refocus on the task at hand, a task that requires your full attention. Okay, picky a number. Bonus of 60, got to get 75 or more. And you've seen what happens when I don't pick now. 72, failure again? Oh, this is... Okay, okay. Your heart skips, skips a beat and a horrified gasp escapes your lips as you suddenly lose your grip and begin sliding off the statue. Bonus 60, got to get 75 or more or I fall to my death. 148, success. A split second before you slip off the statue. Your hands snag onto an angular outcropping, abruptly halting your slide. With great effort, you pull yourself back onto the monument, thankful to have escaped the horrifying plunge into open space. After taking a few moments to compose yourself, you warily resume your climb. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 
and I've got to get 75 or more. Success, 115. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the urge to look down as you make your perilous ascent. Angling yourself around the base of the statue's neck, looking for a way to pull yourself up and onto the side side of the head, you whisk a downward glance. From this height, you can make out only the vaguest details of the monument's base and the ground far below. Vowing not to look not to again look down until you reach reach the top, you resume your climb, picking a number. Bonus 60, got to get 75 or more, pick now. 142, success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher, resisting the nagging urge to look down as you make the perilous ascent. Gasping, with sweat streaming down your face, you look up and realise you're within just a few feet of the top of the statue's head. Taking care not to let your elation temper your diligence, you return to concentrating on the task immediately at hand, the safe completion of the last dozen feet of your climb. Okay, pick a number. Bonus 60... Got to get 75 or more. I'm so close. 132, success. Struggling to maintain your grip on the statue's smooth, angular surface, you claw your way higher. Resisting the nagging urge, look down as you make your perilous ascent. 64XP to general. Whoo-wee. Bathed in sweat, with your limbs aching, you haul yourself over the angled edge of the statue's head and come to rest atop Grey Gore's monument. After lying on your back for nearly a minute and staring up at the sky as you recover from the arduous climb, you return to your feet and survey the impressive view afforded by your lofty vantage. Okay, I'm not going to think about how I'm going to get down. Got to recover my breath first. From your perch atop the statue's head, just over 150 feet above the ground, you can see over a dozen miles in all directions. The colourful landscape mosaic stretches to the horizon, forging a scene of true beauty that both inspires and exhilarates. Even the sparkling waters, waters of Swarabi Billabong, so fun to say, appear as little more than a glittering speck from this dizzling height. As you warily make your way around the statue's broad head, taking care not to place your feet too close to the edge, you peer down at a well that seems more peaceful than you have ever known it. Suddenly, I uh, hope this isn't me falling to my death. 
because uh, anyone attacking me here, because, um, yeah, that could end very badly. What could it be? Alerted by movement to your left, you whip your head in that direction. And are startled to find a tall man clad in a green tunic and grey cape, standing only a few feet away. A wide-brimmed leather hat! It's that guy! Covers his head, casting a deep shadow that largely obscures his slender face. I wouldn't make any sort of habit out of climbing these things, he says, folding his arms. I don't particularly like to have, like have, like, like to have to clean up after a crime. Climb goes away, evil fellow. I suppose that's not altogether a pleasant notion. So I beg your forgiveness. The stranger tosses you a small pouch, which you discover contains a tiny raven bone cube. Yeah, tiny raven bone cube. This is the small cube of raven bone given to you by the hatted stranger you met after successfully scaling the towering statue of a legendary adventure. You're not yet certain of its purpose, but you are told that by collecting enough of these, something quite extraordinary would happen. Keep it safe, he says. Not the pouch, mind you, the cube. If you manage to collect enough of those, something quite extraordinary will result from it. You immediately inquire about the something quite extraordinary, but the man shrugs in response. I don't know any more about it, he says. I suppose that would be because no one has yet collected enough of those little cubes. You're on your way with them, though. 64 XP to general. The stranger waves his hand and a glowing blue glyph, the form of a glyph in silhouette, appears directly in front of your feet. Step on that and it'll get you back down in the safest possible manner, he says. You make certain to take care of yourself. With no particular reason to linger here, you bid the stranger farewell. Well, and step onto the glyph. A dazzling flash of blue light erupts from the glyph as you step onto it, causing you to instinctively close your eyes to protect them from the intensity of the glow. Only a split second later, when your eyes spring open, you discover you're once again standing on the ground next to the base of the monument. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna move away from this monument before I get any notion of climbing it again. Now there's I think there's let me just check something. Yep, there are there are nine of those tiny cubes that you can find that can find by climbing up to the climbing up these towering adventurous statues that are. All throughout the kingdom. And each one of these adventurous statues has its own pretty little area they're in. Where sometimes other things happen too. I mean here we got Here we got to get that wing. An octopus dotu statue. You get something happens there. 
And in Lilith's monument, well, that's, that's quite a something to get to that. So maybe we'll go there. Anyway, at, at the top of each of these statues, you climb them, you get a cube. If you climb them a second time, you don't get a cube, because that's not how things work. Instead, you're an idiot. You, you risked... You risked your life for no reason at all. You're very silly doing that. So anyway, all right, that's, that'll be enough for now. So I guess next time we'll go back to the Globling Claw Inn. Admittedly, a bit of a downgrade after the Boomerang Tavern. Because I very much doubt they have any roast tackerback in the Goblin Claw Inn. But it's got its own charms. Because it seems to be a sort of place where more things begin. And sometimes some things end. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.